welcome to the Big Sport Pod. It's episode nine, and this week we've got a chat with Jake Williamson. And then kind of went into a semi-professional environment with football, um, which I didn't find, I wouldn't say toxic's the right word, because it's more the internal thought that I had in myself, I think, um, but from the society as a whole that we created. Um, but I then shared a post about how a Sunday team I was playing for basically found out I was gay and completely cut me out. And I was like, I can't believe this is like still a thing. Like it's still like, it's mind blowing. Jake is an athlete, he is a LGBT advocate, and he's just a wonderful guy to chat to. You'll absolutely love hearing from him. We talk about fitness tips, I ask him how to kick a ball hard at some stage. I'm going to be honest, my interviewing technique needs to improve, but we're getting there. Um, But he was an absolute joy, so I hope you enjoy this episode with Jake Williamson. I'm going to try and start this professionally, Jake. Do you want to see me try? Do you want to see how? Yeah, go. go Watch me go into presenter mode. It's very exciting. Um, Hello and welcome. It's not how I start things. I thought it'd be funny, guys. <laughs> can I do it? Yeah, you could do it. Go for it. Try, try, try. What's the try name? And... What is the uh, name? What, what do we call it? It's called. You should know this, mate. If you're if you're a real fan, it's called the Big Sport Pod. I was actually showing someone just literally five minutes ago, and I completely forgot. That's fine. That's fine. Come on then. Right. No, you go. I'm, I'm, I'm nervous. I can't do you're it. You're nervous. You shouldn't be nervous. Yeah. Um, I'm nervous hello. to do the beginning bit. <laughs> well, I, I, I'll do that in post. I'm delighted to have on this wonderful podcast the wonderful Jake Williamson. How are you doing, mate? Very well, thank you. Not, Not doing well. So, if yeah. people aren't familiar of um, of your work, Jake, I mean, Pete, you've made a couple of TV appearances talking about LGBTQ equality in sport. Um, and could you give a brief overview? of your sort of story yeah um again no one special uh just wanted to sort of share my story from my experiences and and finding it difficult to come out in in a sporting world from from playing football to tennis to skiing to running trying to play every sport i possibly possibly could as a kid um and then kind of went into a semi-professional environment with football um which i didn't find i wouldn't say toxic's the right word because it's more the internal thought that I had in myself, I think, um, but from the society as a whole that we created. Um, but I then shared a post about how a Sunday team I was playing for basically found out I was gay and completely cut me out. And I was like, I can't believe this is like still a thing. Like it's still like, it's mind blowing. Um, it's fucking uh, yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, it is nuts. And I shared that and then contact it a guy from sky basically was doing a little mini like article type thing so i kept in contact with him and then when jake daniels came out um he gave me a text and said we're looking for someone to be on sky news and i was like okay this is a bit of a step up from what i'm <laughs> from what i'm used to but if i'm the person you want to come to then by all means i'm happy to happy to chat and and share my story and then and then just from there then the next day I went on Good Morning Britain because they saw me with my excellence on TV, obviously. <laughs> uh, <laughs> decided that I was the next person that they wanted, which also for me, and what I've also discussed with some friends, is absolutely nuts that they would choose me and absolute nobody like it, in the grand scheme of things to go and represent the LGBT community on national television at prime time. Just shows the lack of representation that we do have available and willing to talk about 
things like that topic. Well, you um, you are Mr. Homophobia in sport now. You are the you are the, am, post, am, the poster boy gladly, for all homophobia. So yeah, uh, and then just from there, I, I get quite a lot of people on Instagram, like quite serious messages. To be fair, um, just talking about how they they struggle and and sort of some a lot more serious than others in terms of like mental health problems and things like that. And and I'm by no means a counsellor, um, but I I try my best to just help out and and sort of be a voice and, and a representation for people that that might not have that visibility so it's been quite a whirlwind i mean a lot of people will come out spend a few years trying to get used to being a gay person you know sort of find mm. find their feet yeah. in the gay world <laughs> you sort of came out and then became a spokesperson quite quickly <laughs> like, i mean quickly, it, yeah, it, it was quite you, you didn't take the easy route you were like right if i'm coming out of the closet i'm gonna make sure everyone fucking knows it and i'm gonna make a fucking point <laughs> yeah that is that is quite a signal because you're, you're you're um you're not you're not an old guy you're 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 youthful you're youthfully yeah. exuberant you're uh what you're in your early 20s when I was in my early 20s I came out as well around about 22 23 I would say it took me a good eight years to really understand any part of myself when it comes to that it seems like you've kind of gone through that quite quickly do you feel like you're still learning lessons and feeling like it's Um, learning about yourself in that regard or is it are you feeling quite confident in who you are not massively like I've always been quite Oh, I say I've always been quite mature. I hit a point and then I became quite mature. Um, I met Paul, my partner, and and I kind of knew at that point that I wanted to be with him. Like it, it kind of was just a thing. Um, I don't know how I knew or why I knew, but that was just like that was me. I was ready. I was settled. Um, and from then on, I was like, "This is the life that I've chosen," and I don't want anyone else to have. I don't want people to have the same sort of feelings that I had so I was like effectively fuck it like, <laughs> like, like I literally was like because like even even just coming out to friends and family it's, it's difficult because you, you're then at the point if you don't tell people or you don't announce it you're like who knows who doesn't know like I, and then I was just like why am I even like pussyfooting around it so I just I just yeah I was like right I'm gay sod it this is who I am uh, but even even like four years ago, I wouldn't have been. I would no way would have would I've been able to be like I'm gay. Like it's it is see, crazy see, how that, quickly that to it me can is, change. It's so quick. It's so like. But I, yeah. I can only speak from my own experience and certain people that I've spoken to and how sort of long it can take just to sort of feel comfortable with it. I'm super impressed by that. By the way, it's a point of like I'm just like, <laughs> the, the headstrong nature of just being able to just fucking smash through. I suppose we sort of became aware of each other through the BBC Sports pod, LGBT Sports yeah. podcast, which I just want to mention because Jack Murley has put together a yeah, wonderful big shout thing out to Jack. and has sort of created like a sort of community i've met people through that more than anything else i've ever done really it's quite 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 nuts um so i just wanted to give that a quite quick shout we will get into more gay shit jake i I promise i know it's what we love chatting about but because you're a you're you're an athlete you're someone who's well into his sport i thought we have to use this opportunity to talk about the world cup final i want to talk to you about chelsea i want to talk to you about personal training and get all of that from from you. <laughs> Basically, I want to get all of that info from you as well as the LGBT stuff, which I know you talk about a lot. But I think it's inter- it's interesting to talk about other things as well um, on a podcast. And I think we've just had one of the best World Cup finals 
Probably, <laughs> it was yeah. awesome. No, it? it genuinely was one of the best ones. I just I need to talk about it to someone, Jake. And you are that someone that you're the first person I've seen since that World Cup final. I'm buzzing, mate. It was ridiculous. Yeah, I I, I get some. You know that feeling you get when you just don't really sleep. I normally get it if I've played football. I rarely get it after watching it. But I was I just I was laying in bed and was like, oh my god, like what what just happened? Type thing. Like it was like that. Um, but France was so out of it until at least like ten minutes of the game, and it was I, nuts. I think France had been like that throughout the whole tournament, though, because they weren't. Yeah. They, they lost to Tunisia. They didn't look really convincing in any of the games running up to the final. They didn't look convincing against us. We were very, very unlucky, I think, to lose that game. Yeah, I think we were. I, I think it was the best we played in the whole tournament. Um, but then we, so so Argentina, although they lost to Saudi Arabia, they threw away leads with ne- the Netherlands. Both teams weren't looking very like the most confident teams got knocked out early I think so the teams that looked really good from the group stages like Brazil and Portugal to a certain extent although they lost in the groups as well they were knocked out quite early in the tournament so I found it is it it's been one of those I think the reason why this tournament's been so entertaining is that no team has looked like you don't know who's gonna win yeah I was I was confident that we were gonna win I I, after after the group stage I I did think we were gonna beat France but yeah they yeah, and like even like Croatia, they just always manage to get a result, and you're like, how, how the fuck have you just won that game? And they're like, they're a population of about three hundred people, I think. Croatia, I think <laughs> yeah, half, half of the population are in the Croatian yeah. football team. It's absolutely nuts. I find it. I find it's. I mean, this. I know this is um, sort of a late review, but Messi's really good, isn't he? I, I think I. I finally mm. get what the whole sort of because there's always been a lot of clamour, and I think this is partly down to my blind side of European football and not really knowing much about European football. I don't watch like the La Liga or anything like that. I haven't done that much. And I certainly don't watch the French leagues. Yeah. So I don't really watch Messi that much. And this World Cup is the first time I've really been like, oh, he's magnificent. <laughs> yeah, I've, I I have the privilege of watching him play at Stamford Bridge, Chelsea. Um, and it is one of those experiences. I was next to my brother and and... You just if you just spend like ten minutes just watching him, you are literally just in awe. Like it's one of, and if you're not, then you're an idiot. Like, like <laughs> yeah. you're just a hater. Like just get on the bandwagon and just appreciate how flipping good he is because it's it's one of those where we won't really get to see that ever again. I think you're right. I think the people who don't like Messi and think he's shit or think he's overrated are the same people who are like the people who will sort of go on talk TV and GB News <laughs> and be like, uh, yeah, actually, like I'm like I've got an I've got a different view, and you know those people who are like the different view people. I think those yeah. are the people who are like a bit Piers Morgan at the moment. Actually, he's like all for uh, yeah, Cristiano he's... Ronaldo because they. Feels like they had an intimate moment together. Uh, it's very. He weird, comes that. to him for his interviews. Yeah, yeah. That's a strange relationship as well. Yeah, I mean, most of Piers Morgan's relationships are quite weird. He feels. asked me to go. They asked me to go on his program. I, I remember you, you <laughs> talked to me about it. You asked me my opinion on whether you should, um, and I was. I, I tried to be as <laughs> yeah as That's as like... measured as possible, but <laughs> my overview is like. Do you want peers to be asking you questions? And now look at me, I've grabbed you onto my podcast, which I'm going to be honest. Back. I watched it back and it was pretty tame. I probably should have done it for the money that they, they were willing to pay me. <laughs> it's, see, that's, that's, I did talk yeah. TV as well, mate. Don't worry, I've, I've been, I've been, I've done the talk. I can't speak. I, I was doing it during <laughs> the, pro, the promo campaign for my Edinburgh show. So, 
<laughs> it was far tamer. Needs mask. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I was talking to probably about four people at three a.m. in the morning. It was like one oh, of the. Le- pro- that's what my thoughts was. I was like, who the hell even who even watches that shit anyway? It's absolutely. I, I mean, I've, I digress from this glorious World Cup final though. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mbappe. He turned up eventually, didn't he? He sort of had a bit of a, a sort of um, a slower start to the. Well, I think everyone did in the France team actually for about eighty minutes. Very slow start for them. And then Mbappe sort of went, hang on, there's only 10, there's only 10 minutes left. Fuck. Yeah, but he's, he's another one where, well, not another one, but his body language sucks. Like I've seen so many videos, I don't watch too much football anymore, like in terms of like, again, the French league. Um, whereas I, when I was younger, I was like a badger for everything. I would like watch it on my phone and my iPad and the TV. Um, but so many times his attitude sucks. And then he just, he is ridiculous as well. Like, again, he's only 23, 20, 23, 24. So we've got another like three World Cups of him just absolutely tearing people He's apart. Terrifying. Yeah. Like... Watch him, watch the Australia game and he absolutely <laughs> rinses their defenders as he's won. It is bad. I mean, are they again Australia though, they they shut up a few teams in this tournament. They were quite yeah. quite quite an impressive outfit, considering one of the players for Australia played for Saint Mirren. And I was like and he was playing <laughs> yeah, against, playing against Messi. I well, was like, McAllister How? plays for Brighton, doesn't he? Yeah, and I mean, he won't for much longer. But I think the World Cup final, World Cup generally, has from a footballing perspective, and we'll obviously, <laughs> there are other issues at play. Mm. From a footballing perspective, it's been fucking good, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, that's what I think. I think it was like Roy Keane or, or one of them was saying, like, it is always going to be flipping awesome, isn't it? Like, when you've got yeah. the calibre of players, like, and when you've got again, I don't know. I think it was the semis or the quarters was you've still got Ronaldo, Mbappe, Messi, Neymar, Kane, and all the abundance of talent that we had in our England team, and they're all still playing. It's going to be flipping awesome as well, isn't it? Like it's going yeah. to be cool. Um, again, I think the, I think the, no alcohol bit can kind of be celebrated as well in terms of like the obviously we weren't there. We can't really see it, and a lot of it's media pushed and everything like that, as we know. Um, but it looked to be a pretty cool atmosphere and World Cup as a whole. Yeah, it was very friendly. Apparently, a couple of my friends went out there. One of my friends said uh, alcohol was very easy to obtain. Um, mm. There were cafes were selling alcohol in Qatar quite readily, and well, the money, times, money talks yeah. as always, doesn't it? Like, if, um, if there's a profit to be made, they're going to do it, aren't they? Uh, particularly in fucking sport nowadays. Um, but yeah, it, I, it, it obviously, as, as you're right, I think Roy Keane did say that it's, it's a stained World Cup. You can't really sort of get away from that fact and you can't. But um, it's all right because Infantino thinks it's the best World Cup ever. Um, oh, did you see him yesterday when Messi was going up for the trophy? He literally didn't want to let go. <laughs> He is such a gremlin. He is I such a little. You. He is such he a little is. gremlin. And he was wearing trainers as well. It's like in the man in your position, you can't flip him wear trainers. Just put some suit, suit shoes on you. He is so kid that never got picked at PE. Yeah, he? he is so kid 100%. that he's he's got horrible slimy, and everyone booed him. And I'm so happy, and I really hope he gets thrown in prison with everyone else that's been involved with yeah, FIFA in the past twenty years. <laughs> But lovely, love. 
Okay, Infantino, I think we agree. Massive cunt. Yeah, bellend. <laughs> Massive cunt. The great thing about this being not on talk TV, Jake, is you can say the word cunt swear. readily. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I do very happily when I'm talking about FIFA. But um, I also think the fact that he said best World Cup ever is very high school musical for me. It's very like, best World Cup ever. It's kind of <laughs> it's kind of got a sort of flair to it that just feels really gay. Um, and I adore it. Um, anyway. He was feeling gay, to be fair. Well, he did. Yeah, he did. Um, I wonder, he's got, he, he felt a lot of things during this World Cup and hopefully he feels uh, the wrath of um, karma. Mm. <laughs> anyway, a nice light touch. Um, the World Cup final, an unbelievable World Cup final. Um, I, I mean, the Euros aren't that far away. Gareth seems to be taking charge yeah, of that. Yeah, he's staying. I mean, are you happy that Gareth's staying? What do you, from a, from a footballing perspective, I are think you happy what, what he's seeing? done camp and how everyone absolutely loves him is is something that can't go unnoticed but Jesus Christ some of the decisions he makes is so painful in it like <laughs> like he is like he is, you just want to shake his head sometimes but I, I think we're bound to win some I think we might I think we'll probably win if he stays on I think I it's f- difficult to change it now I feel like he is so well liked and so well loved, but I do feel like during the Euros, I felt that he might have been allergic to substitutions. Like he came out in a yeah. rash if he made a substitution, and just certain players as well, like Grealish, for example. He's like, just just bring him on, just play like, him from the start. Just He's really him. exciting. Yeah. He's a good just player. Him. Yeah, I, I, um, no, I, I'm a bit of a Mason Mount apologist, and I really, really like Mason Mount for various reasons. Um, yeah, but, I think a few people do. He is so he is an exciting attacking player. I like the way that he sort of just runs at people. He's always done that, even when he was at Derby. Um, the days that I remember as a Bristol City fan. Uh, <laughs> when he was back in our league and like they were ripping it apart. I really like Mason Mount, but the, the, after the first game, he should have been like yeah. parked. And they, sh- I, I mean, Foden, I think it was a very quick realization that Foden was the better player from very early on, which was good. But I don't know how you didn't realize that six months ago like mm. mason's been very average for chelsea as well like I, I rate him i think he's i think he's class but foden is like next level compared to to mount he's well he's world class isn't he yeah, like, Foden, yeah. Foden, you could it, put him in that caliber he is is world class he's one of our world class players saka had a brilliant world cup didn't he mm, if, you, if we're cool. talking about good world cups saka had another he was the most exciting winger I think of the world. But he played one game and then didn't play. I guess that's the problem that you have when you've got. But it's like, Everyone. why not utilize and, and bring him on a bit earlier in the 60, 70th minute and then just rather than sort of wait? Every like time, the... every time he, every time Callum Wilson was brought on, by the way, he looked incredible. <laughs> and I was like, why are we playing Harry Kane? I was like, why are we, why are we starting Callum Wilson, who is a banging them in for Newcastle at the moment. And Newcastle are like, <laughs> even though they haven't used any of their money really yet, are like a ridiculously good team because Eddie Howe is fair, actually if a you good play, manager. If you, started Callum, if you started him, you'd get so much hate. It's almost not worth it just for the fact that... Oh, do it for the banter. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you're an England manager and you're not doing some things for the banter, you're not a real England manager. <laughs> you're not a realist. <laughs> I feel like bringing on Callum Wilson or starting Callum Wilson in a game against France against would have been France. doing it. <laughs> Doing so it for the banter. Although, to be fair, Harry Kane's best game, um, despite blazing it, despite thinking the goal was uh, double the size um, in the second penalty, I felt so sorry for him. I just, 
What? I could, him, I could never Anyone take a penalty. Just absolutely. Any any other penalty, he'd slots away, didn't he? Have you ever taken a penalty in a tough oh, mate, you've seen, circumstance? You've seen my pens. You've seen my penalties. Never missed. I, never missed. Have I'll you never missed now. a pen? I'm going to flip and miss the next one I take, aren't I? You need to be on a five side team, mate. I mean, I reckon I've taken about I reckon I've taken about six or seven. So the the, the number ratio isn't there, but the tissue's getting a getting run for his money. I play five side, Jake. I need to get your hints now because you're a, you're an ex footballer. You're good at football. How do you hit the ball hard? So you, <laughs> you, you don't get this in like five live, do you? But sometimes it's five aside. Like I play. How do you, how do you hit like, the ball hard? I, I play five aside football, right? There's a couple that have a rocket of a right foot, and I'm like, I want a rocket. But how? 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 Like I'm good at tackling. I'm good at passing. That's my thing. Like I, I can tackle a pass. I'm sturdy. How do you hit the ball hard, Jake? Um. What's the technique? <laughs> What's the I think secret? You probably just, need, just get in the gym and just do some like. Oh, it's not all about the gym, mate. I know. Stop trying to sell me your personal training. What? What? Yeah. What? PT PT plan can be bought at thirty pounds a month, yeah, um, so, which is actually very reasonable. Um, anyway, we will we'll move on to that later. Ha, ha, there must be a secret. There must be head like, over the ball. Head over, over the ball. Over the ball. I was going to say I can't bend that way. I mean, I am very but body flexible. Over, but... And then you can, and then you can just put more force into it without worrying that you're going to do a Harry Kane. That's sort of like a primary football See, tip. For... Th- this is this is this is top. See, don't get this chappers, do you? Don't get this chappers. I'm coming for you, Crossman. <laughs> this is me just trying to get a Firefly presenting. <laughs> Can you imagine if a five you know. live presenter went, how do you hit the ball? How so do you hard? kick the ball? <laughs> it's a question I still want an answer to. Um, I need techers. I need someone to just like fucking give me technique because I feel like the rest of my game's improving, but I cannot hit a cow's ass of a banjo. Mm. So we've talked about the World Cup <laughs> final. We've talked about how to kick balls. Um, it's, um, it's, 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 it's like top level and analysis coming in. Chelsea with Potter, are you excited? Uh, yeah and no. <laughs> <laughs> I just I, I love that you've given I've genuinely kind of given up with football these days in terms of Chelsea. Like it's just like and and in general. I do find that like unless you go all the time, which I used to, I, I find it harder to follow and, and be like supportive. Um I do obviously watch the games, but I'm never like fully invested now for some reason and I think it's because we just chop and change all the time like with Tuchel there it was there was a bit of a buzz and then you get rid of him and then Potter comes in and does absolute he's been shite well not he's been shite but we've I been think shite it's gonna, ta- it's gonna take a while because I mean it took a while with Brighton when he was there he didn't immediately like change them it took time and um Chelsea as we all know brilliant at giving people time yeah to be fair I'll bat I'll bat I'll always bat It's hard when you don't see the results, and it's like, why have you, why have you bought him in when we were doing just as shit without him? I, I mean, yeah, I feel like Potter, <laughs> Potter's a long-term project, and yeah. um, Chelsea is a short-term club, and yeah, we uh, just want the, we just want to win. <laughs> to be fair, you and Watford are some of the most short-termy clubs. I mean, not no, quite Watford's to what Watford's like. Watford's, different Watford's Premier League levels of like uh, of manager sacking. I'm amazed they've still got results one. though. Watford have been crap for years. Well, they 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 are a yo-yo club. 
They jump up and down. They're not going to jump up this year, though. Through. So I'm going to move, maneuver us back from bitterness to sort of actually talking about growing up with sport because I grew up playing badminton and squash. Those were my two sports, and I used to sort of play. And it shows with your footballing prowess these days. Yeah, I mean, it didn't didn't teach yeah. me how to kick hard, <laughs> yeah. um, but my god, I can smash. Um... <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> Am I that predictable? I thought my comedy was. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. Getting there. Um, but I, I used to play for the county. I used to actually play at quite a high level uh, for both badminton and squash, um, even though I was quite a big, fat kid. Um, it's amazing how if you hit it hard enough, you don't have to move. This is why I'm, I'm obsessed <laughs> with, with hitting things or kicking things hard because oh. it requires less of me. Anyway, um, I, I grew up in... Sort of, they're kind of like solitude sports, I would say. So we didn't have the same sort of level of toxicity. I avoided playing football in like team sports because I was a bit worried about the bigger boys. Now you played team sports when you were growing up. How did you find those environments when you were younger? Uh, I think the the biggest thing is is well, when you're when I was, I, I mean, I, I guess when you talk about toxicity and stuff, it, it kind of comes in later. For sure. I think kids joke and stuff and, and that sort of stems. And if people don't nip that when they're young, it becomes like an ongoing joke. Like how often I, I'm still guilty of it where I'm like, oh, that's gay. Or like or like it just comes and like people say it all the time, don't they? Like at school, for example, it was just like a common thing that would just come off people's tongues without even without having a, a dick and like homophobic. It's just something that people said. And I I do remember like no one ever as a teacher or parents would ever say or be like, don't say that. Like you can't say that. Whereas I think now it's, it will definitely be a bit more of a, a cycle coming up, but yeah, it wasn't too toxic for me to be fair. Like, the only thing is you don't have the representation. Like that's the main thing I think for me was that you don't see anyone in, in the shoes that you want to be in being openly gay and I think that's what I found tough rather than people being like oh that's so gay or something like that sort of thing yeah the kind of sticks and stones element I think that, that that's more of a society issue than a yeah the, the, sure. I, I think that's more societal than actually it, it just has an undercurrent of gay is bad that's sort of like the undercurrent yeah. of what that means <laughs> yeah, yeah they, we sort of replace the word bad with gay um yeah. which is really gay but that is very gay. <laughs> I, I had a bit of stand up about this, which I'm going to butcher now. I sort of said that, oh, we should replace the word gay with straight and now say when things have gone wrong, like we should say it's really straight. That's really straight. Um, it doesn't really work though, does it? <laughs> yeah. But well, did gay work when we started? And now all of a sudden we're there. Yeah, it's true, just straight connection. In 20 years' time, people are going to be calling shit things straight and Fuck yeah, up. I would have started that from a very small room in Edinburgh uh, <laughs> with a bit of material, but I very quickly abandoned uh, through a lack of quality. But I, I agree with you on that point because I, I remember that being an issue in school. I actually think it wasn't necessarily gay shit that was the problem in school. It was absolutely <laughs> all of the guys were just <laughs> horrific in every like all of the like the younger kids. They're kind of just horrific people anyway when you're a teenager. Like all mm. sort of, particularly boys, because I, I, I can speak only from an experience of boys. I don't know what it was like being a young teenage woman or a or <laughs> teenage non-binary person. I really don't know what that was like. But as a young boy, you're a dick. 
Like you're, yeah. you are, you are just a dick. Like like everyone is. I see you. No one is good. Everyone's a dick because you're all selfish. Because everyone's grown up. Because that's all you know at that time. You haven't really properly learned empathy by now. And all you want to do is make everyone else look shit. Like everyone in school is a sort of base level of twat. But when you put them in a changing room for a football game, it's almost like next level of twattishness. Like yeah. people are getting. To be fair, like, there are definitely levels of twattishness with. Within the within the twat, I think everyone is a bit of a twat. There are some people who are just on another level, aren't there? It's all born out of humiliation. That's what I realised. <laughs> it was all about who could be humiliated the most, who were the weakest in the sort of changing group, whose hoe clothes are you going to hide or who's put playing, on the other side of the school? Who plays badminton and squash? Yeah, who plays? Yeah, well, uh, I, I was actually only ever useful for like sports day when it came to badminton and squash. I was like, <laughs> oh, now the PE teachers want to know who I am, do they? And yeah. I still love because I've realised it was actually a better person in my county on the other side of the, at a different school. Uh, so it just actually ended up me losing anyway. Ah, um, oh, sport. Anyway, I, th- I don't... Do we think that... Obviously, it's, a, it's a, a challenging environment. Did you ever find, like, that... Did you actually think there was a kind of a brotherhood vibe in changing rooms where it was actually all of you were in this together to win a game? Or did you find it as challenging as I did? I don't think you did find it as challenging as I did. I feel like you might have been a perpetrator. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I, prob- I probably was. No, I, I was a I was quite a nice kid at school. I'd like to think so, anyway. Um, no base level really, twat, but you could I be was less. Like, of I was a like twat. me. I was like medium twat. Like I had my moments. No, I don't really remember like the change room. So it obviously didn't really have a massive effect or impact on me. Like I don't think it was ever like a thing. Like oh my god, I've got to go to the changing room, sort of thing. Um, but like the old, I think the older you got, like the more I played like semi-pro football and like and like in a more pro environment, there was things like you have to shower or you have to do things like that, and it's like, and then you and then you're like, oh my god, do I shower? Do I don't shower? What happens if they find out that you're gay? And then and then you're showering with them or things like that, and like even like just like internal like stimulation or in your head, I think that's that for me is still the biggest thing. It's like I guarantee that even if they found out and I did was showering um they wouldn't give a shit but in your own head you're like ah oh, bollocks <laughs> I, think. I wonder because i've always i mean I've, i definitely think i i i rarely shower in a changing room i'll go home as quickly as i can and shower at home <laughs> like i just be in my own little shame my own little shame shower where i can shame just live, live in my live in the, the world of shame because it sort of shames all over me and i can be all clean but slightly ashamed um that was sort of like my approach from school to now um i've always been sort of wary of those locations and it's if I'm honest, I'm projecting an anxiety onto the world, um, going, that's just normal. I don't think it is. And now having heard you say I never really worried about going to changing rooms, I'm like, oh, people are just, some people would just be happy and sort of normal. Uh, <laughs> with I don't think you're alone. I don't, I don't think, I hope not. Uh, well, maybe you are, maybe you're just weird. I, I, actually, I hope so. When it comes to showering, I want to be alone. I don't, I don't need any analysis from any of the, 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 the guys around me. Um, so, uh, but I can definitely understand why showering as a closeted gay man becomes challenging. Yeah. Because I, I think some straight people think that's just window shopping. 
yeah. Well, it depends who's in there, I guess. Yeah, it's true. But but, it's like, but it kind of is. But like at the same time, you're not going to action on it. You know, no one's no one's going to go no, like no one's like, going to go. Yeah. That's a, like, hey, Keith, you've got a corker on you. Fancy changing your sexuality? Want to wait around? Yeah. And then ego, yes, and then. And that's how you met your boyfriend. <laughs> that's how I met Paul. <laughs> yeah. Paul's in sport as well, isn't he? He does like crickety stuff. Yeah, he works in cricket, yeah, yeah. Oh, amazing. So you've got that sort of sport household now. Yeah, like... we got sport. Yeah, but he's really good. Like I'm I'm I would win on most like fitness level things, but anything skill related, nah. Yeah, I'm losing that. Really? Oh see, I'm yeah. I'm I, I think that's that's so do you compete on things? Because I think that's really interesting that you've already I do personally. Is, is he much more chilled? Yeah, I will then get really grumpy and, and sulk if he beats me. Like, I'm really competitive, <laughs> which is really bad. And it's not bad. It's a, I think it's probably why you've done so well in sport. And and it's moved you towards this world of personal training now. So you are... I think you, you've been a personal trainer for a while. That's, I've done that's, it. That's... Yeah, I've done it since since uni. But I've, I was personal training, moved to Chicago, and then COVID happened. So I've got friends who own a gym out there. There. and uh, people always were always like we go to chicago to like escape and be gay <laughs> and i was like well probably to be fair um and then i met paul literally the like the when i basically found out like i couldn't go to chicago and then covid happened and then i got a job in working in a sales for, in sales which was terrible but it paid pretty well um and now i'm back i'm back baby <laughs> Oh well, I'm glad for you because I know it's been a sort of um, it's been a sort of a zigzag approach to get there. Yeah. But um, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna basically give the world free personal training advice tips now. Um, so, uh, personal training. How do you lift heavy things? How do you lift? get your head over it? <laughs> it. Um, grad gradual, just consistency pays off massively. Just eat eat well enough, and get in the gym three times a week but just move i think the big thing that I, I think i said it to you i was like yes we all want to look and be aesthetically like the people on instagram um but if you do like the things that make you functionally adaptable and things that can make you kick a ball really hard um then the aesthetics will come so i definitely think work on like functionality so even if it's like going for a walk or being able to run being able to do a pull-up being able to push your own body weight effectively i think those are the foundations and then build from there that's jake, my biggest jake tip. i did three pull-ups the other day in the gym three that's, with my that's own good. and I, I and i'm a six foot incredibly light six foot uh gentle i think i'm about now i've got i've gone up to 75 kilos I've I've, fi- I've 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 gone up to kilos hedged. since starting i'm genuinely people are stopping me in the street now Jake, just going, sorry, are, you per- are you a personal trainer? And I well, go, they did ask you if you were using the 30s or whatever it was. The day yeah, a guy, a guy was in the gym. I, I told you immediately because I was like, yeah. this is this is funny <laughs> because I think you know that my level of the gym is not quite high enough yet. So I've been doing the gym for about eight, nine months-ish. I started just before Edinburgh, stopped during Edinburgh because I took up smoking instead. Yeah. Um, then I came out of Edinburgh and thought probably should give up smoking 
ish have ish and i i've now got back into the gym again and i'm like right three times a week go to the gym and play football once a week and that's been like my sort of routine and i've got myself into such a comfortable routine now that i actually like the gym and i used to be scared of the gym because the bigger boys are there and they grunt a lot i'm not sure if you know the bigger boys in the gym <laughs> they, they, they grunt they like when they're lifting something very heavy they, they do like an aggressive grunt and i'm like they could they could literally lift me with one arm and throw me across. i don't know <laughs> and, and then they'll is look this a at fantasy? me see or is this no god no uh and, and i was like they, they could probably they'll probably look at my technique and think oh you're doing it wrong and i'm slightly conscious of my technique because i'm hypermobile like times a thousand like i'm essentially stretch armstrong i can you can literally fold me in half it's like i i, I genuinely think i i could be origami if someone thought hardly enough hardly enough if someone thought about it enough it's a good sentence we're gonna go with it so i i I, I I am quite a- anxious about my technique, so I always like being near a mirror so that I know I'm not overbending or overstretching and that kind of thing. Yeah. So, what would you say to those who may not have started a gym yet and have that sort of idea that they might want to be into the gym? What would you say to them? Because I know that what I'm thinking there, maybe not the threat, not the detail I put in, but I know people are nervous of the gym. What would you say to the nervous gym goers? Uh, utilize personal trainer for like at least three months. And then if it's working for you, stick with them. Not a selling point at all. I was going to say, of course um, he says that. Yeah. The guy oh, who was no, a salesman. Because like, <laughs> a lot of PTs are pretty wank um, without dissing all the PTs out there. Um, but find someone you know is a decent PT um, and, and get them and do it with them rather than online stuff online stuff's great if you're already at a level but if you're a beginner you you need someone to sort of mold you and put you into certain shapes and so you get a muscle memory and and feel for the moves and the weights and and like a plan that makes a lot of sense. i did have a personal trainer for a few months um but it is very costly so i appreciate it that might costly, not be fair yeah. yeah um but i i did actually say it did help me with like going to the gym at least knowing this it helps with use. education as well because if you if you're so when you're doing things knowing why you're doing them and what the benefit of doing them is that helps a lot more as well because otherwise you're like what am i doing that for i don't like this one hurts i don't like this one so i'll just do something else um so yeah the educational side of things quite good as well are dips supposed to hurt <laughs> they're quite a weird <laughs> dips are quite a weird like they're, they're a weird movement i find they're sort of a little bit like dips are all right i don't mind a dip here and there i like a dip um I'm they're not good they're functional a... they're good if, if you needed to like pull yourself up off a mountain if you were like dying they would be good for you so and I'm very often in that circumstance. <laughs> uh, honestly, I can count on two hands. I know, um, same here. Not whilst I'm hanging from one, though. I'd need to count on one hand. A random yeah. cliff, so. So, I, so that's, I, I find dips hard. What is, what's the worst? What's the, what is the classic myth? Because a lot of people I've seen on, online now, people like are dissing crunches because and you know those people are like crunches are pointless. They're not going to give you abs. Diet's going to give you abs. Is that is that true? Uh, well, no, a diet does really help with abs because they're all there. They're just under a layer of fat, basically. But like, it's yeah, a muscle. For, for some, the... for some people, like for like athletes like you and I, uh, that's yeah, not that's yeah. not an issue. But um, uh, but, but, but for some is, people, yeah, abs is a, abs is one that is a bit of like a misconception. Like, there's more than just like 
your frontal abs and you've got your obliques and stuff as well. So you need to train them more for functionality for sure because it's what holds us all together and helps us run faster and lift heavier weights. You love running. You fucking I love, love running. running. I hate it. I am so. I every time I do a run now, Jake, I go, "Oh, personal best." And I send it to you because I'm like proud I've done a run, and I need like you haven't said one for ages. You clearly haven't been running. You're so right. Uh, I do a run before I start my gym workout, and that's sort of, but I just do a gentle one, you know. But, get the blood pumping. Yeah, you know, get the blood pumping. Get myself, you know, get myself uh, lifting some heavy weights. Scout any uh, scout any talent on the top on the treadmill. Uh, no, I don't do that. Um, I'm very pure. Pure <laughs> gym. Not in my fucking gym. There's no talent in my gym. Um, dreadful. No. The the ugliest people go to Norbury Gym. And if you're listening to this and you go to Norbury Gym <laughs> at, at Nuffield Health, apologies. <laughs> but it is a fact. Um, anyway, that's just turned into um, a bit of a gym chat, which I quite... I like... Now I'm a gym bro. We're like gym bros, yeah. I quite like I gym I don't feel chat. like a gym bro, though. Like, I'm I'm really not. Like, I lift weights, obviously, but I, I prefer to run and play football. But I lift weights for that purpose rather than... And, like, to feel better. If that makes sense. That's a big thing, actually. <clears throat> I think through pretty the lockdown, pretty pretty that's not a sentence. Let's try that again. I think through the lockdowns, I found exercise was really helpful for keeping my head not oh, massively. Miserable. Yeah, I, I'm I'm uh hopefully in the new year or maybe a bit later on, put something together like a mental health thing, but like Sport Birmingham do it quite well. They utilize sport to help with like mental well-being and i think i'll probably do it more for the lgbt type community but obviously try and expand um but utilize the like holistic elements rather than just smashing gym and getting hench um utilizing sport and looking at nutrition and wellness as to how you can battle mental health as well which is quite cool so we're going to do that in the new year that's awesome i i, I cannot tell you how much it improves when i've gone to the gym i'm like oh you went to the gym today that's a positive yeah. thing you did and you, over the sort of months of doing it, you do see results, but it doesn't really become about. It has well for me from a personal perspective. It's it's more about the fact I've done it, and I'm and I've sort of I was scared of doing it. And one of my challenges this year was to get into the gym and get sort of just getting healthy again. I mean, one of my challenges is to discover um, whether I have abs or not. Um, <laughs> ab reveal coming in twenty twenty eight. I reckon. I'll give you. I'll give you an ab. I'll give you an ab workout for you. What's a good ab workout? What's the oh, there's what's... loads. I my personal favourites are pull off press, which is where you basically get either a band or a cable. Bands work quite well, and you pretty much it's like an anti flexion rota- anti flexion. This is great for podcast anti rotation movement. You yeah, gave me a little more. description, like but, yeah. uh, but it's and visual. Pretty, so holding out your hands directly in front of you and, and then... stopping yourself from rot- anti rotation. Okay. Um, See, this is what my personal trainer did a lot, which was say words I didn't get. Because uh, it's, it's very technical, isn't it, the gym? There's lots of words. Um, and um, Don't move. Don't stay move. In and just stay in one position, place. but with some, with some tension. Pull them in, and then you just stay there. Cool. Great. Okay. This is not good for podcasting. So I'm, but <laughs> Sorry, podcasting. More useful I can see, for me. I can, see, I can see us both. So I did a visual representation for, for us. Yeah. Uh, if you do want to see that um, incredible visual representation, this will be on YouTube. Um, I, I always, always, always end a sentence with a smile, Jake. That's what I do. Smile to camera. Fact. 
and back and back into the interview. That's that's sort of again also great for podcast listeners. Yeah, exactly. Oh no, this this bit's not for the podcasters. Fuck the podcasters. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Commit to the fucking YouTube or get off yeah. the pot. That's what this or is both. for. Uh, Jake, this has been amazing. I've really enjoyed chatting to you. Um, what is your personal training? If people do are sort of experts and they want to go and get personal training from you, I I mean the proof is in the pudding. You post quite a few. Um, you've posted quite a few. I've looked through your Instagram. There's quite a few sort of tutorials. <laughs> I'm not that. There's, I'm not that yeah, bad. I, it, I, it, I, 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 I mean, there is pay. a there is a level of vanity that comes with personal trainers of those beautiful lit uh, body shots. You get a bit of that as well, if that's for you, listeners. But um, also, there's some actually good sort of stuff. I've, I've scrolled a bit further down. You've actually done some sort of light tutorials. Was pretty above. heavy for like yeah. personal training stuff. Yeah. So um, so if you do, if you do want to get in touch, where do the people find you, Jake? Uh, best place at the moment is probably my Instagram, so Jake Williamson PT. Um, but as I said, I'm planning on doing sort of building a bit more of a website and and doing like a holistic approach for not just people with mental health issues, but just like a a PT based, but also working with a couple of, couple of charities and and sort of make it a bit more affordable for people as well. Well, that sounds bloody great. Um, I'll have to get in touch with you in the new year about PT because I'm pretty much like advanced level now yeah you're uh, top so, you, can have, yeah. you can have online training now. i can have online training now i mean there is a yeah. guy that sort of trained me for a bit but i he, i think he said i was too good um i was too good at the gym um yeah completed it completely i completed the gym uh mate this has been so much fun we'll have to have you back on at some stage because i think just chatting about well-being and health and fitness is a really interesting yeah topic, particularly on a sport podcast um and have a wonderful christmas and new year because you um, too it, this, this should be out before christmas <laughs> but I will be editing it. So, so, so no. Time can. But it has happy been, New Year, everyone. Happy, yeah, happy New Year. It's lovely. This is coming to you in August 2023. No, um, this should be out before Christmas. So um, have a lovely Christmas, Jake, and um, uh, I and goodbye. Love you. What are you going to say? <laughs> I, what I say at the end of podcast is I love, love you. I bye. Love you. I love um, you. But, bye. What, but, but I'm going to, yeah, I love you. Um, that's quite intense, but love, love you. Bye. I'm not hanging, allow it. I'm not going to hang up the Zoom call now. By the way, there will be just just to end the recording. So, thank you so much for coming on, Jake. I love you. Bye. I love you too. Bye. So that was the wonderful Jake Williamson. We'll have him back. He's a wonderful guest. Um, if you've enjoyed these podcasts, please feel free to donate on the Ko-fi link. There is a link in the description of this podcast. And as I said before, my stand-up special is now out on YouTube. Please give it a like. Please give it a subscribe. And please watch it. Um, I'm really proud of it. It's taken a lot of effort. So please give that a little watch. Um, but until next time, I love you. Good- I-, I-, I love you. Goodbye. No, we'll do a better sign-off than that. Until next time, I love you lots. Goodbye.